Hi everyone, this is Teresa. Welcome back to my Harbor home. I was just thinking a minute ago how I want to give a great shout out to video chatting technology because you know this is the week between Christmas and New Year. We're kind of in that lull and I was all sort of braced to say, oh, this has just not been a good Christmas because I couldn't be with my grandchildren. I couldn't see any of them. None of my children even. We couldn't even be with friends. And we were all set to be sad, but we had the best video chatting times with all of our children and grandchildren. And you know, it wasn't exactly the same. But it was still a connection that brought me so much joy and really made me feel as though we had had Christmas. We got to watch the children unwrap their presents. We got to talk to them, see the excitement when they were up in the morning and playing with their new toys. It was just really great. And as much as I hear people really being negative about social media in particular these days, I would just like to remind people that, you know, there's a positive side to this, a really positive side. My children and grandchildren live hundreds and thousands of miles away, and yet through this technology, I can still have a connection with them. I can be a part of their lives. They know my voice. They know my face and I know theirs. And it's just easy to say that something is all bad, but it's not. Social media has got some great aspects to it, and I'd like us to take a peek at those and think about that this year. And I just, you know, that's just on my heart today, and I just wanted to share it with you, just kind of throw it out there that uh, I'm really thinking a lot of positive thoughts about great technology. And uh, as we come to the new year, I'm sure that I will continue to make use of that, to connect with my kids and grandkids and all the people that I really love. And speaking of new year, I think that probably a lot of people are considering what maybe their word of the year is going to be or what kind of resolutions they're going to make. And if you are still thinking about that and you're a mom, let me offer a suggestion that this year you resolve to have a prayer time every day with your children. A deliberate prayer time that's not, um, well, I tell you what, let me back up a little bit because I have this, this uh, thing that I call mom prayers. And if you can sort of think about what you mean when you say dad jokes, I guess everybody has heard of dad jokes, which are just those terrible jokes. They're hardly jokes. They're the, really, they're a pretty low form of humor, but we laugh anyway, right? Your dad tells these really dumb, lame jokes. And, you know, we laugh because they're funny or we laugh because we're happy or we laugh because he's wanting us to laugh. But if you think about dad jokes and you think, okay, jokes are kind of like dad jokes, the way prayers are like mom prayers. You see, mom prayers are not the formal, uh, sophisticated, 
very theologically correct or deep or nicely formally worded uh, things that real prayers are. The, I mean, all prayers are real prayers, but you know what I mean. If you think of prayers as this very formal thing that people do, perhaps there's a, a formal recited prayer that you say at your dinner table before you eat your meal, or uh, the prayers that you perhaps hear recited in a formal church service, that kind of thing. Those prayers are beautiful and they certainly have their place, but I'm talking today about mom prayers. Those, oh dear Lord, don't let his arm be broken kind of prayer that you're praying as you're running across the playground to see where your little boy has just fallen from the monkey bars. Uh, It's the prayer you're praying when the baby is in the seat of your shopping cart and they're just about to have a complete meltdown and the mom prayer that goes along with that is, Lord, please just let me get out of this store. Then, you know, there's all kinds of mom prayers. Lord, please don't let my daughter lose her mind during this EOG testing cycle. You know the kind of thing I'm talking about. Very often they're, they're one sentence or sometimes a mom prayer can, can go on for a nine month deployment and it really never ends for nine months. It can be uh, praying your child through a tough situation that they've gotten themselves into and you know moms, if your kids get older, there's less and less you can do to help them through the situations that they get into and praying for them is the best thing you can do when they're little because then you've established the habit of praying for them when they're grown. It's not a new thing to you when they're grown and prayer is the only tool you've got. Well, I have been thinking a lot at this time of year. I always think about this, but I wanted to share with you a story about how I learned to pray for my children. Now my children are are all grown up. They're 37 and 38 and they are fully independent. They're delightful people and I just can hardly believe that that much time has passed, but it has. And I just was remembering about the time that the Lord really showed me about prayers for my children. It was December of 1985, which was 35 years ago, and it was the night that my daughter and I, Courtney, we were decorating the Christmas tree, and we had already put Christian to bed, or I had put Christian to bed, because he was only two, and he'd sort of, you know how babies do, they do something for three minutes and then they're done and he was done and it was bedtime he went to bed and Courtney who was almost four was really into it and so we decorated the tree and when we were done I turned out the lights in the room and plugged in the tree and it was just breathtaking and Courtney just gasped and she said mama this is so pretty it makes me want to pray and of course if you're a mom 
you know what that did to my heart. It just melted it into a puddle. And my response was, well, okay, then let's pray. So we knelt together by the tree. And Courtney began to pray, you know, that God blessed mommy and God blessed brother and God bless a goldfish, that kind of prayer that, that little children prayed. It was so sweet. But while I was praying beside of her, God spoke to me as clearly as I've ever heard him speak. And he said, pray for your son's wife. And I thought, what? And I really thought, and this is, you know, I had been, at this point in my life, I had been a Christian for probably not quite 10 years. And, uh, so I was still, you know, spending a lot of time learning how to pray and reading the Bible a lot and really studying. But I, even at that, I still said, Lord, you must have the wrong number. I'm going to hang up so you can call the mama that you really mean to talk to because my son is a baby and he doesn't have a wife and I'm not even thinking about that for heaven's sake. But God said, pray for your son's wife and he was really serious and I was so confused uh, and I still just sort of hesitated and then God said pray now so I did and I just started praying about every aspect of her life uh, whether she was sick or how old she was I didn't know I didn't know anything about her but I just started praying for this girl that I hadn't met for her family and everything and you know while I prayed for her I grew to love this person that I then wouldn't meet for another 20 years. But by the time I met her, I already loved her. And it was that first moment of prayer for her that drew me to that. And suddenly I realized that that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to pray for our children in such a way that we are covering every element of their lives and from that day forward at bedtime I would put my hand on my children's head and I would pray first and I would pray out loud for them and I'd ask the Lord to bless them while they slept to protect them as they slept and to help them to be happy and all the things that had sort of gone on through the day I sort of thanked the Lord for the good times and prayed for the next day but then I always said and Lord wherever this child's husband or wife depending on which child I was praying with, wherever they are be with them tonight and love them and bless them so this prayer command from the Lord became a whole new prayer outlet for my children. And I never missed a night of praying for them. And you know, that sort of brought me to a whole new attitude of prayer. If I can pray for those things, I can pray for other things. So when the skinned knee came to me from one of them, falling out of a tree or falling down while they were skating in the yard and they've got a skinned knee from the driveway and they would come running in and crying. I would give them comfort and love and a band-aid and then I would put my hand on them and say, Lord, in the name of Jesus, 
heal this boo-boo and help this child feel better. And then they would run on and play, of course. But we began to incorporate prayer into every element of, of being our own little family. I prayed for them all the time, and the Lord blessed that so that by the time they were grown up and they began to have the concerns and the cares that adults have, I never stopped praying for them. I continue to pray for them to this day. So I wanted to sort of follow up on that story though briefly in that, you know, sometimes when you're confused about something, God who is so good, he was just gracious to send me a confirmation that he really had asked me to pray for my son's wife because I really did think maybe I'd lost my mind or something. But a week to the day after the evening when God sent me that message, I was visiting with my sister-in-law in Alabama. And she said, oh, Teresa, I heard a song last week that made me think about you. And you just got to hear this. And she pulled out back then we were listening to cassette tapes. And of course, you have to rewind and fast forward. You can't just play on a cassette tape. You can't choose accurately the song you want to hear. It was one of those crazy things. But she finally found on this cassette tape this song, and it's called Somewhere in the World Out There. And it was recorded by Wayne Watson, who was a Christian musician back in the 80s. And this was in 1985 on uh, Wayne's album called Giants in the Land. And it was the fifth track on that album and it was all about watching his son play knowing that he was one day going to be a wife he was going to need a wife the little boy was going to need a wife and that's the chorus of of that song because somewhere in the course of this life my little boy will need a godly wife so hold on to Jesus wherever you are and the whole song is a prayer for this unknown little girl. And it's still, still telling you this right now, it still gives me goosebumps that the Lord wants us to take all of our desires to his throne, especially for our children. God knows how much we love our children because that's how he loves us, but infinitely more than we can imagine. Friends, I hope that you will join me in praying for your children this year. Thank you for listening. Visit my website, www.joyfulharborhome.com, and subscribe there. Thanks for being with me today. Bye-bye.